سلام خوش آمدید مرحبا اهلا و سهلا اناشنیکا خوانیگامیدا سلام علیکم شراغلاد اولام بینبینیدوس زدرستوچی دبرو پاجالوچی هلو ویلکم تو آر پادکست دیالای افل سی لنگو I don't know about you, but I find the topic of taking care of myself to be, let's just say, not as fun as the others. And honestly, I think it's because it takes a lot of work. And when I say taking care of yourself, I don't just mean taking a spa day or vacation. Although those are important, and I'm looking at you, people who have use or lose every year. I mean, taking care of yourself every day. Like the little things. Daily exercise in the outdoors or some kind of daily meditation or even just putting down the phone every night instead of endlessly scrolling. By the way, revenge sleep procrastination is a thing and I am so guilty of it. But we'll come back to that. My point is making sure you take care of yourself on top of all the other things that you have to do. It's, it's just, it's work and it's way too easy to put off to the side. Things like mission and battle buddy, it's far easier to put first. If any of that resonates with you, this podcast is for you. Recently, we held a resiliency talk with some of the DLI students on this topic. Here's what Air Force Tech Sergeant Seth Darling, former DLI graduate and current MLI, had to say. So it became a, a very important practice for me to do what I call mindfully relax, where instead of you come home after a tired day and you just plop on the couch and, and scroll through social media for six hours and then go to bed, that's not mindfully relaxing. That's just becoming a sack of potatoes. Mindfully relaxing is making a decision, like I'm going to shut everything out, I'm going to turn it all off, and I'm going to concentrate on not being stressed out about what's hovering over me. Even in this job as chief MLI, uh, there's tons of things going on, but there are specific hours in my day where I don't even see any notifications from email or Microsoft Teams, because if I even see those notifications, I feel them buzz in my pocket on my phone, I'm going to look at them and I'm going to be stressed out and I'm never going to be able to perform at peak capacity because If you're constantly working and you never have any rest, your mind will never, ever recover back to where you need to be at. Sergeant Jameson McCreary, a second time student at DLI, is feeling the same struggle. I, I do the same thing. I think as, as a class leader myself, I made the mistake of putting the Teams app on my phone. That way the students could, could contact me if Um, you know, they, they were struggling in a particular part of the homework or something like that. I said, you know, send me a message on Teams and, you know, if, I, if I'm not busy, you know, with my family or whatever, I'll definitely absolutely get back to you. Um, and I'm finding out that that's probably a mistake. So let's talk about my favorite topic, sleep. We've had the great pleasure of hosting an amazing Naval Postgraduate School professor by the name of Dr. Nita Shattuck. She stopped by DLI several times to give her talk on how important sleep is, and I've seen it twice. It is both fascinating and horrifying how much you have to lose by losing sleep. She gives an impressive amount of information in a short amount of time. I learned a lot more than I ever wanted to know about how important sleep was, and I was a convert. Sleep was my new thing. 
but <laughs> it's hard to give up old habits. Don't get me wrong. I love me some sleep. To use the term that Dr. Shattuck used, I'm not a night owl, but I'm not a morning lark either. At night, an hour or two before bed, I get a second wind and I just want to scroll through all the news and events and social media and just read all the articles. It feels a little like FOMO, like fear of missing out. This apparently is a thing. It's called revenge bedtime procrastination. It's putting off bedtime so you can what feels like take some of your own time back. And if you're pointing to yourself and nodding, I am right there with you. It sounds good, right? You get your time to yourself and you're only missing out on a little sleep. Until you look up at the time and realize how late it is and your sleep time is just shrinking. The thing is, you have to advocate for yourself. And that means prioritizing yourself by putting down the phone or the book or the computer and going to sleep. This is not what I consider fun work, but oh man, is it vital to your ability to do just about everything. I couldn't fit all of Dr. Shattuck's talk in here, but these are just a few of the, shall we say, opportune pointers that she had. Here's something that's really good for you. Your risk of getting sick following exposure to a virus increases significantly if you don't get adequate sleep. Here's a study that was done by these researchers up just up the road at UC San Francisco. And what they saw, what they're reporting is your chance of getting a cold when exposed to a virus, if you sleep greater than seven hours a night, your chances were 17.2%. Compared to those people who slept less than five hours, and their chances went up to 45.2%, highly significant. So one of the best things that you can do to prevent yourself from getting sick is, whether it's COVID or other illnesses, is to get sleep. It's going to make you stronger. The same research group up at UCSF did, I've been doing a lot of work with vaccinations. What this uh, study found is they were giving people hepatitis B vaccinations. And they looked at from six months after they received the vaccine, and they found that individuals who had slept fewer than six hours the night prior to the vaccination were at significantly higher risk of being unprotected compared to those who had more than seven hours of sleep. So whenever that vaccine does come out, you need to make sure that you're well-rested before you get it, because it's going to be more effective that way. So this amazing attribute of sleep, this, this condition that, that really helps us in many ways. For some people, just closing your eyes to sleep isn't enough, no matter how sobering the statistics. Unfortunately, I don't have time in this podcast to cover the scope of having trouble falling asleep. If you're a DLI student, I recommend listening to the talk Dr. Shattuck gave to the students last year. You can find it on our stream network. If you're outside DLI, there are two avenues you can take. You can go to Dr. Shattuck's website, or you can listen to a TED Talk by Dr. Matthew Shepard. I'll leave a link to both in the description. While we're on the topic of having difficulty shutting down the brain at the end of the day, it's important to know that shutting down your brain shouldn't happen just at the end of the day. It needs to happen periodically throughout the day so your brain has time to process all the information it's taking in. 
Here, Chief Warrant Officer Nate Watkins, a DLI graduate, explains how he learned to turn off his brain as a very stressed student. I, I started to learn that um, I like to go to the driving range and hit golf balls. But there's, there's some meditative property that when you think about it, it, it seems like a very simple thing, hitting a ball with a stick. And the ball is very small and it's very stationary, it doesn't move, you just hit it with a stick, right? But as you come to learn that, that there's coordination and body and balance and concentration and all these things where you kind of almost start to think of it like Tai Chi, right? And, and kind of applying it in that same direction, you start to realize I'm, I'm doing something that requires control and balance and repetition. And these are all things that kind of play into you know, how you learn uh, in class, being able to do something repetitively and confidently. Really, you can, you can forget about all the things except for what you're doing in the moment. And, and that helps to clear a lot of the, the background clutter. And those are the kind of things that, that I've used to, to try and help you know, deal with stress. It's called the default mode network. They used to call it the do mostly nothing network. That's the part of the brain that takes over when you daydream or when you do something repetitious. Turns out that uses more energy than any other network in the brain. The unfocusing helps process and file information and make those connections that are badly needed while learning and being creative. When I went through here the first time as a modern standard Arabic linguist, it was difficult. I probably spent 12 hours a day nonstop studying the language just to be able to keep my head above water. You know, because the, the saying here is like uh, drinking from a fire hose, you know, with the, the curriculum. I struggled to get involved in the classroom, especially during the speaking, the speaking hours. I, I don't know if it was just a, a dislike of the current speaking topics or a fear of making a fool of myself or, or what the, the block was, but uh, eventually I overcame that probably a little bit too late because I only got a one plus in my OPI. But yeah, I would study, you know, I would come up here and they flip flop when we did PT. So I would either be up here on 6.30 to do PT and then shower and change at the gym, eat breakfast here, sit in the classroom in the morning and study. At lunch, I would work through, I would go and sit with, uh, you know, we all have a favorite teacher, so I would go sit with them during lunch and eat, and we would kind of work a little bit, and then uh, I'd stay, stay for study hall. So study hall, when I came through here in 2010, they offered a study hall, and it ran from 7.30 until 8.30 in the evening. But I would stay here instead of going all the way back to Fort Ord, I would just stay here and sit in the classroom and continue to study. And it was, it was, it was difficult. You know, coming in, I had, Three kids, married. Uh, luckily, my wife is prior service, and she understood that you know this is my job, this is why I'm here, and uh, our, our future kind of depends on it. But once I realized that I was just really taxing myself by just studying that much, I decided that uh, you know I had to take time. I had to kind of turn myself off, turn off the, the ThinkPad at the time, put down the iPad and the, the iPod Touch that they gave us, like Tech Sergeant. You know, just kind of step away from the technology, um, don't respond to it. And my stress relief, honestly, was I would go into the garage and I'd rebuild the engine and the transmission in my 65 Mustang. And that's what I did. I just go out and, and turn wrenches. That calmed me down, it relaxed me, and then I'd go back inside, clean up a little bit, and go back to studying. You just need to find something that, that you enjoy doing, like hitting golf balls, sir, or skiing, that uh, can distract you from the stress that there is. It's important to note just what is not on the list of unfocusing. It does not include scrolling through your social media or socializing. It just, staring into space isn't your thing, 
you can go for nature walks or weed your garden or, as my supervisor was very excited to learn, you can clean. But let's go back to that nature walk. We all know how important exercising is to taking care of yourself. So I won't go through that, but take it from Air Force A1C Catherine Hensley, a current DLI student. You need to get up and get out. One of the like issues, as you said, that I've found with the virtual environment is, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, I'm like working, sleeping, eating, doing like all of my free time. Like I live on post in like a very small room. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that I've found and I think other students have found that's helpful is literally just getting out of your room. And it's been recommended to us like over and over again, just get out of your room. Um, if you can, like, go outside and eat lunch, do that, go for a run, go hike. Um, that's something that's definitely helped me. That includes getting outside. And for those of you who live in Monterey, you have no excuses at all. So let me reiterate one more thing to our students in Cadre here before I go. You need to advocate for yourself. Your mental health and well-being are quite honestly crucial. To the mission. Sometimes that's talking to your higher-ups about establishing priorities, and sometimes that is battling with yourself, wrestling with the dreaded time management skills to make yourself a priority. This is an incredibly important life skill that you will carry with you no matter where you go.